This is New Classical Tracks from listener-supported American Public Media. If you're enjoying this podcast, the best thing that you can do for this show is to tell somebody else about it. Help spread the word and take a moment to rate and review us on your podcasting app. I spoke with violinist Angèle Dubot recently when she was just getting ready to hit the slopes in her homeland of Canada. And before she did that, she wanted to be sure to tell me about her 48th recording with La Pieta. The recording is called Signature, and it celebrates the signature sounds of Philip Glass. And what was really exciting for Angèle Dubot is there were no restrictions of what she chose to put on this recording. That was really exciting. She was given carte blanche. So she's explored everything from small chamber works to symphonies to cinema. It covers 50 years of this composer's career. It's an exciting new recording. I hope you enjoy it this week on New Classical Tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia Macher. Where are you right now? Are you somewhere in Canada? You said you're out in the countryside. Ah, we are uh, in Mont-Tremblant, which is uh, a place where I'll be for, for uh, Christmas time with my family, surrounded with my, my, my family, and I'll be skiing because, yes, apart from, from playing the violin, I'm trying to uh, make some other activities, and uh, uh, hopefully we will have more snow because now it's, it's raining, uh, but uh, I guess uh, we hope to have uh, uh, snow for, for Christmas. Mm. So I do have to ask you, do you have any concerns about the risks you might be putting yourself under going skiing <laughs> as a violinist? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's for many, many years I've been skiing. I have a group of uh, women which I ski with and we're being very careful. And uh, I am being very careful in the sense that when there's too, you know, the worst thing is, is to have too many people at the same <laughs> on the same sloop. So uh, when there's too many, I just go back home and I cook and I listen to music and I do and I read but uh, I think it's just a question to to get the control of it and uh, it's it's you know to be in the nature and just just uh, we have to do some activities winter or long <laughs> yes we know all about long winters here yeah <laughs> well Angèle we're closing out 2023 here in the next week or so, and I'm wondering, as you reflect back on this year, what are some of the highlights for you that you'd like to share with us? Uh, well, of course, uh, there's uh, the release of, of uh, the new album. Uh, there's also a great, uh, great venue, great concerts that I've done. And, uh, well, still, still, you know, fulfilled with what, 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 what comes to, to my life. Uh, you know, it's already mm, 40, 47 years of career. And I just released my, my uh, 48th album. So it's big numbers. I'm starting to be impressed myself with those numbers. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, ultimately, what it was important is, is I'm still with this, this push of adrenaline. And I'm still very, very, well, always excited. Always feel, I should say, the, the proud and excitement uh, that surrounds uh, the achievement of, of uh, 
uh, of a new album of of concerts. So I'm I'm happy. It's uh, and you know music is is so good. Uh, we have. Uh, not that good stories around the world. So I guess music can give hope and can, can give a, a sense of calm inside that we all need. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, let's talk about this newest recording. You have done a series of composer portraits in the past, and Philip Glass was part of that series. Now you've released another recording honoring his music. Why? Well, uh, this this portrait series started, yes, with the first album in 2008 of uh, uh, Philip Glass. And Glass music always uh, uh, fascinated me. I think it's uh, captivating, uh, it's enthralling, uh, it's very well-conceived. And for many years now, it is, his music has been uh, nourishing me. So, of course, he created his, his own style. We can say a unique language. And um, I should say that I discovered his music in the 80s. And uh, that time I attended several performances by, by Glass and his ensemble. Uh, and... Uh, in the 90s, uh, to, to Mr. Glass's uh, request, I worked with him in New York uh, on his first violin concerto. I remember Gideon Kremer had uh, premiered the work, but uh, Philippe wanted to, to make few uh, few corrections. And, and of course, I was more than, than happy to, to spend time uh, with him trying things out and um, so after that, of course, I performed uh, his, his first violin concerto. Uh, like I said, in 2008, I released an album called Philip Glass Portrait. It was a musical portrait composed mostly, not all, but mostly works already written for strings. But for this new album, uh, completely devoted to Philip Glass, uh, first I named it Signature. Signature because of his unique signature. And of course, his music is always easy to recognize. But I wanted to dive back into the work of this uh, very prolific and iconic composer. So you find in this album works uh, written over a, a span of almost 50 years. And it's a, it's a great variety because you have music for, for theater, for cinema, for all kinds of ensemble, you know, from symphony to chamber to, to duo to solo. And uh, uh, Mr. Glass and, and, and his team gave me a carte blanche, uh, gave me a free hand to pick anything from his catalogue, a carte blanche to, to revisit these works with my ensemble. And of course, it's a rare and very much appreciated gift. I should say, Mr. Glass is a very prolific composer. And, uh, uh, and I wanted to, to, to go back to some of his most beautiful and, and uh, significant works. Angel, I'm wondering, um, how has the music of Philip Glass over the years helped you grow as a musician? Well, it's uh, well. It nourishes me for 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 many years, and like I was saying, you know, always fascinated me. It, it was in the eighties for me a new way. You know, I've been before that playing all the concertos and all all you know the, the, the all the repertoire, the classical repertoire uh, of a, a violinist, and uh, doing sonatas and concertos, and then 
I discovered in the 80s this this new way of uh, writing music. And, uh, you know, I, I often describe his music saying that it's where where time is not to be perceived as a continuous flow, but, but rather a succession of small moments, you know, brief moments like little cells that you add together, that you multiply to superpose and 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 and, and the use of this repetition comes ultimately like like just a, a mantra. Of course, it sounds very Cartesian, what, what I'm saying, but to, to this, you ask, you know, uh, stratums of colors, different textures of sound, and you get to music that dwells in your minds for, for a long time. So, yes, it nourishes me, and yes, it's a unique signature that I'm always, always happy to play again and again. As you did this deeper dive into the music of Philip Glass, I'm curious, what did you discover that maybe surprised you? Well, first, the, the, the variety of his work. You know, of course, we know Mr. Glass for, for, for those uh, repetition, like if we listen to, um, let's say, opening. You know, it's a work that that uh, uh, plunges us rapidly into the, the world of Mr. Glass. You know, and it's it's it established right away at the the beginning of this album, for example, the, this moment of introspection. But then. Right after, you go to um, a, a movement of a symphony, very more classical, you know, written in, in a much more traditional style. So uh, the only thing I did is, is since I had the, the, the privilege of, of being able to revisit the, the, the work, this symphony now is played by 12 instruments and the solo role of each instrument, each individual voice is 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 very clear. Um, Mr. Glass wanted to give a, an important role almost that of a soloist to, to all the musicians. So this is completely another another texture of sound, and you go to some strings work like the suite from from Bent or uh, some nambulist where is is so delicate, and uh, uh, well the original was was for for two piano, but now it's it's all colorful with with the strings. And also, you can hear from 19, uh, well, beginning of, nine, I think it's 1982 anyway, uh, the, the, the Kweti uh, series, so the Kweti. 
I choose this this short movement because it's very powerful and it, it's a figure of, of the great work uh, Mr. Mr. Glass did. So going through this, you, you find out that he wrote for for orchestra, for cinema, for uh, a theater. It's it's just just amazing. I haven't found lovely duets for for violin and cello. So every time I, I plunge into his into his, his, his catalog, I I always find jewels. I always find new music, and and you know like like I was saying, this this album spanned almost over uh, 50 years of of writing, and uh, it's amazing how much repertoire he's done. So and there's always something special for me. You know, I I love to to go through um, color of sound to play with with la pieta as an instrument and to color and texture the sound of the orchestra. And this terrain jeu, you know, for me, the field that I receive with, with the music of Mr. Glass is fantastic because over those little cells or over this, this very uh, Cartesian writing, I can play with, with the sound and the texture and the stratum of, of whatever I can add to this. And it's, it's wonderful. It's always a joy. Can you give me an example of a piece on this recording, or maybe there's more than one, where you were having so much fun, you know, with that playful component of, you know, working with these textures, and the result maybe even surpassed your expectations? Um because it's it's easy for me to give the example of this with with uh, again I, I come back to opening but first i should say that i i started this album with with this work called opening because i wanted to pay homage to to the um, how do you call it the endless loop so dear to minimalism you know, in 2008, uh, the last piece of, of this album was a work called Closing. And I began this new album with the piece Opening. So the, 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 the loop, the circle is unbroken. That was my uh, nod to, to the, uh, the minimalist. So if I go back to, to this music of um, Philip Glass in Opening, you have those little rhythmic stratum. You know, they are juxtapos. Uh, you have the rhythm of two juxtapos to three, to four, to five. And, and, and it's very like the Cartesian structure that I was I was speaking about. You have to find the, the anchorage uh, beat in this music. But when you, you get all this, when you have the control of the tempo, because it's it's uh, very important, of course, in this, this music, since all the stratum of the instruments are one over the other, but we have to be, of course, together uh, to have very clearly this rhythm of two against three, let's say, 
well, those stratum of rhythms are first violin, second violin, the, the viola, the cello, the double bass, and the piano. And so each one can come not only with the difference of, of the, the rhythm uh, of their part, but they can come also with color of sound. And if you hear this uh, opening, you will find, you will see, you will, you will feel the, 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 the stratum of colors I'm, I'm speaking. It, it's subtle, but it's there and it, and it envelops you. It's, it's really something that go uh, deep inside you. You include the second movement from Metamorphosis, and this arrangement is very sparse. Tell me how you approach this. Um, well, uh, Metamorphosis is, was originally for solo piano, and I have so many versions of, of this uh, for harp, for, for percussion, and lots of, of other combinations, you know. But uh, for, for my version, if I can say, I decided to, to return to the original. Uh, so give back to the piano, but color by our strings. So you will hear uh, with my violin playing a free a counter melody, or I'm, I'm doubling uh, the piano. I really like the results because it's it's respectful to the the original, but completely other colors comes with with this this arrangement. Have you seen the films that are represented on this recording? Because I'd like to ask you about a couple of them, but I <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them all or if you just really love the music. Um, well, I've seen uh, The Hours, but uh, not for the rest. But I've seen, like I said, in the 80s, I listened to a lot of concert performance by, by uh, Mr. Glass Ensemble. So I, I guess it's more listening than watching that I've been through with my research, my research for Mr. Glass. Mm. Most of these films that he's written the scores for, I haven't seen. And then I realize some of them are horror films, and that's probably why I haven't seen them. <laughs> like well, the like can Candy Man. Candy Man. It's, it's, you know, you listen to, well, I listen to the music of, of, of Candy Man. And then after I discovered that Michael Reisman did a very nice arrangement of the music and in a suite for violin piano. And, and, and now it's, it's my own version choosing my favorite section uh, and I put them you know into a collage and, and add new colors and uh, but this candy man it's a very uh, I should say a romantic and nice melody but at the end my god it becomes really heavy heavy stuff I didn't know, I didn't watch the movie, so I went through and read a little about it, and I thought, oh, okay, it's a, 
horrible story, so that's why. But it's, yeah, well, I guess it has to be... Um, the music at first was was accompanying some some a scenario of a, of a movie. So yes, it goes with the images, but it is enough evocative music that you can you can leave the images and just just the music can live by by itself. So uh, no, I didn't have uh, time or I didn't want to go and watch Candyman. For me, the music was giving me uh, enough joy. When you mentioned you were uh, on a skiing trip because you wanted to get back to nature, I'm thinking of one of the other film scores represented. It's Koya Niskatsi, which is a Hopi word meaning life out of balance. And it's a documentary film about how humanity has grown apart from nature. What captivates you about this music? Well, it's against Queenie's Quetzi and all the trilogy of the the Quetzi uh, films. Um, it was a, a little revolution because it was filmed without any words. The film was leaving all the space to music. Music was alone, uh, juxtaposed with images, and 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 it was carrying the, the story. It was, I guess, it was a novelty in cinema in the 80s, and it was one of the, the one of the first work that really became internationally acclaimed. I guess from Mr. Glass. So of course, when I thought, you know, to do the second CD of of Mr. Glass uh, devoted to to Mr. Glass's work, I needed to go to go and make a kuchapu, you know, to to uh, to go with with this kwenesquati. Uh, His piano quintet Annunciation is arranged here for the full La Pieta Ensemble. What was your goal with this arrangement? Well, I wanted to go over almost 50, 50 years of writing. And uh, this piano quintet called An Annunciation uh, was written in, in 2018. And it's um, completely another color, completely another formation, you know, as as is uh, uh, being a, a piano quintet, and um, and I chose the first movement of of the, the two part work, and I decided to keep some of the intimate moments as a quintet. But to to enhance, you know, the material by by adding more instruments in sections uh, where where I I wanted a, a fatter sound, if I can say. So you you can hear, you know, for two three seconds, and you will recognize the signature of of Mr. Glass in this quintet. And like I said, you know, for me, the choice of the music when I make choice, it's music that speaks to me. And this this particular quintet, I thought was very. Uh, very powerful and I wanted to, to, to add to this collection.
What would you like us to know about Philip Glass, the person, since you actually know him, you have a relationship with him? What would you like us to know about him? Uh, I was in, uh, three years ago, four years ago, I was in New York. Uh, Carnegie Hall, he was giving with the uh, National Art Center Orchestra from, from Ottawa, Canadian Orchestra. They were uh, giving the, the, the premiere of... Uh, I guess it's 13th Symphony. And I saw him very briefly. I saw him uh, there. And I was, you know, I was so amazed to see that now he's 80, 86, 87, I guess. And he's still writing. He was still doing uh, what, what he loves most, to write music. So this is, this is unbelievable. And um, when I worked with him in the 90s, he's very uh, open-minded. In, in, you know, as a composer, sometimes they just want to, to get their music to be played that way and they don't want any change in it or anything uh, but he's open. He's uh, he's very open. So that that's for me. It's a quality to know that he's got. Well, I guess it's because he's confident of what he's done to to leave people to to go uh, through his music and to revisit the music. Um, so yeah, he's he's a he's an icon, you know, of of contemporary music. He's just well prolific and he's a fantastic. You know, he's he's just. How can how can I describe Mr. Glass? He's he's, he's a a champion. He's he's just an icon of a, a minimalist, and it's it's wonderful to know that he's still there and he still still work. It's just fantastic. It's a new recording called Signature, celebrating the sounds of Philip Glass with Angèle Dubot and her ensemble La Pieta. Thanks to Valerie Kaler. She's our producer of new classical tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia Macher. 